Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring because of the San Diego Padres. There, I said it. I said it. Of course. And if we're going to talk about the Padres, which, like, I love talking about the Padres. The Padres, like, every time we talk about this Padres this offseason, it's, it's, it just brings a sparkle to everyone's eyes. It's kind of like the Mets, but even more so because it's warm and, and everything's a glow. Um, and so if we're going to do this, then we need boots in the ground. So Ben Fadden. At, at I'm going to say at Talking Friars, but Talking Friars, a, a powerful Padres network, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Ben, am I forgetting anything? Nope, that's it. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, podcast platforms. Podcast. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Talking Friars. All right. So I've followed Ben a little bit on social media. I know that he is uh, among the most entertaining people uh, that that sort of follows along with what the Padres are doing. And certainly in the last few days, I think that sort of it, it bubbled to the surface. Like I saw, just saw, I watched the Netflix documentary on a volcano. That's like there, that's sort of what it felt like with, with the pot, like without, I feel bad for the casualties of the volcano. I'm not comparing that, but there's to say a general volcano, things were bubbling up. And then boom, here comes FanFest, Ben, or whatever. What is it called? What was it yeah, called? FanFest, yep. FanFest. Fan Everybody has a FanFest. I, I actually, what I was thinking of doing with this was getting a, the someone from the Dodgers on and like going back and forth, like who uh-huh. had the best FanFest. But then I'm going to be honest with you. I see the pictures of FanFest with the Padres, and I see the pictures with the Dodgers, and Dodgers had a representative FanFest. Like it was seemed good. Fine, and I can go through the other fan fests, and it, they pale in comparison. But I don't think there was really, really been a conversation. I think the pod, congratulations, Ben. The Padres won the best fan fest of baseball this offseason. Would you Thank disagree? You. Yeah, no, no, I would, I would agree. There were, there were some people 
that were complaining and, you know, the long lines and it oh. wasn't very organized, but there were 150,000 tickets that were claimed to this event. It was and free. It was free. It was free, right? Free event. Yep, That's free crazy. Event. That's crazy. Yep. I didn't even, go ahead. Go the ahead. Padres, Eric Grubner's the president. They take great pride in keeping this event free for the fans. Like it's the start of the baseball season, welcoming the fans into Petco Park. Yeah. If I was seeing some pictures the other day, comparing yesterday's fan fest to 2015 and it, it's and, and 2015 was Padres won the offseason but still pales in comparison to what yesterday was I got there I usually get you know in line that for Padres games before the season ticket member line opens which is a couple hours before the game this one season ticket gate was 8 a.m that's when people could go in I got there a little before 7 30 and I'm walking to get into the line for the home plate gate. And it goes all the way down the street, all the way down the first baseline. <laughs> and I keep going and it's still not done. So I go around the corner. It's still not done. So I just don't get in that line. And I try to go get in another line, which is the gate beyond right field. And that line has hundreds of people in it. And there were hundreds of people in the home plate gate line. And this is 7.30 in the morning. And there were hundreds of people in another line. And on social media, I was in the ballpark later in the day. It was like 1 o'clock. And they shut down like people being able to get into the ballpark because of how many people were in there. Like, really? For, sa for safety reasons. Wow. That's how many people were in the ballpark. So the Padres, I guess they said there was like 48,000 around that at FanFest. There was more than 48,000. That's what it seemed like to me. There's no way there was only 48,000 people there. Uh, with that many tickets claimed, I know not all of them were used, but it was just insane. The Q&A session, uh, you could not move. I was, you could see the videos that I posted. I was probably five rows, six rows deep um, from the Q&A the, the stage, and that lasted for a couple hours. You couldn't move. Like for two hours straight, could not move. Uh, some people had an issue with that, trying to walk through, but that's just how many people were there. Uh, it was it was crazy. So was this, did you expect it? Like you said, you have been around for a few years. You grew up there. Um, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about, the images of 2015. It looked like, it reminded me of family day um, after a game. Where you sort of like have people like kicking a ball in the in the outfield. It's, there's a lot of space between the people. There were no spaces between people. So when they have this fan fest, was this a surprise about how it turned out for you? I was not surprised by the lines. Um, I waited over two hours for a picture with Juan Soto. I, I was supposed you to get did? Tatis. Tatis was the first one there, but. The Padres tried to make it as fair as possible. So they had a bunch of lines around the ballpark, a bunch of photo stations, autograph stations around the ballpark where players would come up and they have like a designated time. We didn't know the time, but they just made it fair that way. Um, or as fair as it could be. And so Tatis, I guess, was the first one. And there was like 50 people in front of me after waiting two hours when Tatis left. And so we waited a little bit more and then Soto showed up. And so that was cool to get a picture with him. But then there were hundreds of people probably in the line behind me and Soto left and they got stuck with like Carlos Hernandez 
And then a prospect, I think, came in after him. So some people, you know, got pissed off because they missed Tatis and Soto. But that's just the way it was. They they had to cut off the line at some point. Uh, so to get back to your question, I was not surprised at the lines. But when you're out there at the Q&A session and you can't move from the front of the stage to the hill in Gallagher Square, um, that, that took me by surprise, just looking around at how many people were there. Tatis was up on the stage and Bogarts. This is his first time at Petco Park as a Padre uh, beyond the press conference, but first time, you know, in front of fans. And he was like, this is essentially saying like, this is the, the biggest crowd of uh, fan fest that I've oh, ever of course. been to. So, so I'll, I'll juxtapose to what Bogarts is used to. Okay. Yeah. So they have this thing called winter weekend. And, yep. and for years they've done it. They did it at a casino called Foxwoods. And uh, it's it's sort of like, you know, you go to different places, you move around, you have the big town hall. Um, and it's the big thing here is that they make people pay for it. So yep. you I mean, so that was that's obviously going to limit, but they still have an enormous crowd, enormous, but nothing like this. They could not do this at Fenway. I guess he couldn't do it anyway. It's freezing. But it's it's. But to, to your point, Bogarts hasn't been through anything like that. I don't think any of those guys had been through that like that. That's it's, it's the images is are just so crazy, where it's like it's literally like like a rock concert, like which is for any organization when you organize something like that, that's your dream, right? I mean, I don't know to get to, you expected it sort of, but the Padres they must have looked at this and said this is. Man, this is a PR dream for us. Oh, yeah. It was nuts. And what other team in baseball, probably the Mets, but let's say there's a Q&A session at the Fan Fest or the Winter Weekend for the Red Sox. This did not happen for John Henry. I saw that, obviously. Uh, but they introduced, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, they introduced yeah, no, the owner no, was and people are chanting the owner's name. Peter, Peter for Peter Seidler. Like that does not happen for many teams in sports, but that's how it is for the Padres right now. It's it's a great point. I mean, you look at I think I saw you put up on your Instagram about the the um, Colorado owner, and yep. you know what, he, what he's saying. He's like, oh, I think we could be like you know five hundred. You know, it's it's great. And there's plenty of that. You mentioned John Henry getting booed at the Red Sox one. I mean, this guy who brought them all these World Championships, but. There is no – you're right, Steve Cohen and the San Diego, uh, San Diego Padres, those are the two. Those are the two right now, and it's awesome. And I would like to think, Ben, that that baseball owners would see something like this and be like, hey, you know what? Luxury tax, actually schmacks. Like, who cares? This is what's important, and this is actually what's good for our business because that's what it's becoming, right? I mean, it's – you know, yeah, you're spending a crap load of money, but it's it's ultimately it's probably good for business, you know. Oh, definitely good for business. I mean, the Padres have already started a wait list for season tickets, like wow. some NFL teams do, like the Packers, I think, do. Like that's how wild it is. Um, I think there's equivalent to twenty four thousand or twenty eight thousand. It's one of those twenty eight thousand full season tickets, and not everyone has full season. But so there's there's more than that many season ticket holders, but yeah, it's it's nuts. They had to cap it so That's that crazy. regular fans could get into the ballpark for a game or a few games <laughs> at some point 
this season. Uh, that's nuts. And so at, at the, the aforementioned winter weekend, we were interviewing David Ortiz and we were talking about Bogarts. And I, I do this whole thing because I this goes back where there was a guy named, you were definitely not born then, Bruce Hurst. Bruce Hurst play went from the Red Sox to the, the Padres. And the narrative was after the fact, he's like, oh, I missed the juice. I missed the, you know, the East Coast, like intensity and everything else. I shouldn't have gone. So I'm asking Ortiz. I said, hey, well, yeah, Bogarts. Yeah, you know, he's going. It's a great contract. No one would turn that down, but he's going to miss the intensity. And Ortiz is like, what are you talking about? What are you like? What are you talking like? You know what gets people riled up? Winning. And they're a wagon. That the Padres are a wagon, and everything you said, like that's that's the point. This, so I guess the question I have for you, being around the Padres, when did it turn? Like there is definitely sort of that, you know, the West Coast. Oh well, it's it, 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 you know you have to you you have to shake off the apathy, the, the perception of apathy. For you, when did it turn for when it became this this sort of rabid fan base? Man, 2019, when they brought in Manny, there was a ton of excitement in the city, but they hadn't brought back the Brown yet. They were still those uniforms. They're, they're still having Clayton Richard on the team. Like it was not, I wouldn't say that was where you could see this big rise, but that was a big turning point, I think. Bring in a guy like Manny, like Hosmer was great at the time. And then that signing ended up being the worst signing in Padres history, probably uh, one of the worst signings in baseball history. Um, Ooh. I'm just, no, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Eric Hosmer. Yeah, wow. not a fan of that. Wow, guy. man. I should get you on with Matt Strom. Cause he said oh, he was man. like the straw that stirred the drink in that clubhouse, but go ahead. Oh. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Continue. Um, 2020, there were no fans in the stands, but there was a ton of excitement around that team. I know it was a short season, but, them winning that playoff series against the Cardinals and having all those fans outside the ballpark waiting for the players to get on the bus to leave um, for, I believe, Texas, because that's when that's where the, the bubble postseason was. You're right. That was probably where they turned the corner there. And, and A.J. Preller, he's, con- he's continued to build. Maybe another corner I would say is when Ron Fowler was the majority owner and now it's Peter Seidler. That switch to Peter Seidler because – Ron Fowler, I feel like he really pushed that Hosmer signing, but didn't do as much after that. With Peter Seidler, he has continued to spend, and he's a fan, a real fan of the team. I'm not saying Ron Fowler isn't, but he's saying it's okay if some of these moves don't work out, but I'm not going to sit here and continue to lose without trying. If we lose while trying, all right, we tried. But you're seeing that he is trying now. Um, And so they've made some big trades. The Juan Soto trade obviously was huge. Josh Hader trade was huge. Um, but 2020, I would say that's a point there. I would say Peter Seiler taking over, I think it was after the 2020 season. That is a point, it's kind of a turning point there. Uh, bringing in Bob Melvin, I think that signaled like, okay, this organization is serious. Not right. Chase Tingler anymore. Like AJ recognized that mistake. Two mistakes, Andy Green and Jace Tingler. Um, so I, I, I'd, I'd identify those as some turning points there. The Padres lead, well, the Mets are probably up there, but the, they definitely are co-leaders with the the people, the people moves that they make where people say, holy crap, 
Like in and, and, and now it's every time we talk about a player being available, oh, the Padres are going to go after him. The Padres are going to go. Well, who cares? Like the Padres going to go after him. Like we just did. Uh, we just did another podcast, and it was all about Shohei Itani, where Shohei Itani is going to land, and we're looking at these odds and where he's going. I'm like, and most of these odds and stuff aren't including the like. Of course, you should include the Padres. Yeah. By the way, AJ like, Preller. AJ Preller. There, there's been reports about this is the guy that AJ has wanted the most in his career. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's math too, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it, with the Padres, maybe it doesn't even matter about the math, but Machado potentially, you Darvish potentially, you know, ultimately Soto potentially. I don't know. We, and we had, we, uh, with Ed Han, um, our free agent correspondent here on the podcast, he's talked about, we, we had the, which would you rather have if you're the Padres? And I'm anxious to get your thoughts on this. Juan Soto and Manny Machado or Shohei Otani? So both of those guys or just Otani? Yes. Oh, both of those guys. Okay. I thought you were uh, going to ask Manny and Soto or no, no, Manny every, and no, Otani, no, no, something like no, that. No, you want like Otani. I mean, like you got to have Otani, right? Because because this is not only is he a great player, but and this is a, another conversation, but he's he's the best bit player ever for the business of baseball. Ever. Right. And so um, this is why he's going to make $500 million. But I mean, I'm just saying that, yeah, go ahead. I'd go with Manny and Soto. Um, Manny, I think he means so much to this fan base. And I know really? we get over it uh, if Otani came in here. But not having Manny play third base for the rest of his career with the Padres. That's interesting. I, I can't even imagine that. How I can't imagine him in another uniform. Um I know maybe at the time of that Manny signing back in 2019, it wasn't that big of a deal, but it, it's been huge for the that Padres. Is, Manny, is, he is the captain of the Padres. Really? He is the captain. That he's is, not officially the captain, but he's the captain yeah, well, the, among the fan base in the clubhouse. This him and Peter Seidler seem on the same wavelength. AJ loves Manny. Manny seems to love AJ. Uh, he is the guy in San Diego. MVP chance. He was the loudest guy that got really and all that. So, fan fast, fan loudest fest. guy. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Musgrove, wow. him, Tatis. I'd probably say those yeah, three. Power rank, power rank the loudest chance. Yeah. Manny, definitely. Manny, uh, Musgrove, because he's from San Diego, he's always going to get a lot of love and des- deservedly so. Um, yeah. Peter Seidler got some good Peter chance. Um, uh, but Manny, it's it's not close. Tatis well, got a lot of love. There were Tatis chants. There were Soto chants. The P- Padres fans, we love all those big four players. We love a, a lot of these players. On and here's team. and here's a go that not in the top three was the guy who just signed an eleven year contract to. Yep. <laughs> you know? yeah. And and by the way, there should never be captains in baseball. It's stupid. It's dumb. Captains in base because you know what? A baseball clubhouse has to be led by a bunch of different people a bunch of different positions, but there is that element. And this is where like it, a captain, like you can have other captains, you can have other leaders, but it's, it is important to have the leader. And when you say that it's, I'm glad that you're our boots in the ground there because I would have never have thought that like really? this is this. Oh, never. Because when he was in the American league East, he was with the Orioles, obviously. And yeah. every year he did something stupid. Yeah. You know, and, you yeah. know, 
I can get Dustin Pedroia on the phone to, to yeah, confirm right, right. that, right? I think I think him, I think Padres fans really respect his ability to play every day and yes. post. He's after a great the injury, after the injury last year, where it looked like he might be out for months, some players might have took that option. He rehabbed his butt off. Um, minimal sleep, rehabbing all day. He came back after missing nine games. And he has the commitment for this franchise that every team wants from their star player that they're giving a bunch of money to. Like there was, I, I don't know if you remember this, but last year in Arizona, after that series was over, instead of flying with the team, he drove to LA to keep the pressure off of his ankle so he could be in the lineup in game one of that series against the Dodgers and DH. It wasn't at third base, but he he was in the lineup. That's what matters, I think, to the Padres fan base. So guys like him, guys like Jake Cronenworth, who play every day, Xander plays every day. Um, I think that's going to be big among Padres fans. Like we really, really do appreciate that. Soto, he, I think he's going to play almost every day. We do really, really appreciate that. So getting back to your question, I don't, I don't think I fully elaborated on Soto and Manny. Soto, I think he's young. You know, he's younger than Otani. We know what we're going to get out of Juan Soto with Otani. I feel like there's question marks on how long so is he going to take Soto long? over Otani. Manny and Soto over Otani. Oh, no, no, no. Yes. Would you take Soto over Otani? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that that one's closer. I think on my show I said Soto, so I'm going to have to stick with Soto. Okay. Um, he's younger. I think four years younger. Yeah. With Otani, there are question marks about how long he's going to be able to do both. And if he has an injury, I don't know, if, maybe if it's pitching. Let's say if it's pitching. Does that affect him at the plate? I, I don't know. So maybe, so I just, I feel kind of iffy giving someone, what, 50 million a year? Do you think he's going to get 50 million a year? Giving him that, and five years into the contract, he's... Yeah, no, it. listen, like I said, I mean, you're you're taking a chance, but the, the business side of it, I think, and maybe not necessarily for the Padres, because the Padres are like, you know, they don't seem to care about the business side. We're, we're doing good. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's all good. You're winning. You got good players and people are coming. You have a wait list. Uh, but just to go back to Machado, another thing, and you know, and this is, I don't, I don't doubt you, you know, I mean, you know, the what's what, when it comes to Manny Machado and a lot of what you, how you explain him is exactly how people would explain Xander Bogarts here in Boston, yeah. which is why they wanted to sign him. Um, but even that year that he when he went to the Dodgers with Machado, I had someone in the Dodgers say to me, he's like, well, yeah, we dodged, you know, we get we get a chance to see the guy, so we didn't sign him. Like that's what that perception was. Yeah. Like that the person so it wasn't just me. It was like there was a lot of people. But that said, that said, with all of that, with the Orioles, with the with the Dodgers, all of it, it doesn't matter because what he is, what he became, because we all listen. I mean, a lot of players evolve, right? Yeah. And what he has become is everything that you said, which is really, really important. And now you have that. Like when I say that there shouldn't be a captain in baseball, have the C on the chest. This is a perfect example of it. You need a Machado, and you need a Bogarts, and you need a Cronworth. You need different guy you need the foundation guys right it can't just be one guy because if that guy gets hurt or doesn't produce then where are you left 
You, right. you, you know, so anyway, there's my soapbox. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that Fernando, he's not a captain on the team, obviously. He's not one of the leaders right now. He has to prove it. Uh, I, I'm hoping that he becomes someone like Manny, who can stay healthy, but I'm not even talking about being on, on the field and being healthy, just making those smart decisions. Um, because, yeah, Manny, he was not the best leader probably early on in his career, and he made some dumb choices. But he has evolved. He has matured. He has realized how important it is to be a good example to young players. You're right. And Tatis, that, that's a perfect – that's a great, great example of, like, the importance of having those guys with Tatis coming up. You bring up Tatis, I, I – you know, we talked about power ranking, the re- reaction. It seems like, and this is from afar, that's why I want to ask you, it seems like his Q rating, for lack of a better term, his marketing, his, his, the perception of Fernando Tatis right now, as he goes to Winter Weekend, has taken a turn, like a turn for the better. Like just being there and being around those guys and having those images and being, we have the little kid coming up to him, signing the ball and everything else. Uh, you know, you go back a few months and like he was, you know, people in baseball were like, oh man, haircut, what, 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 what? So yeah. I see, still don't believe that part, but yeah. Yeah, of course. No, yeah. but, but I'm just saying that like if when you looked at that team, like that was like, he was like, oh, well, he's the wild card. But it sure seems as you guys were going to winter, we are uh, winter, as you guys were going to Fan Fest, it was like this guy is now people are like, okay, we can get it, we can get our head around Fernando Tatis coming back. Yeah. And I think some of the national baseball people, they're not going to have the same thoughts that we are, but that's because they didn't see Fan Fest this weekend or they weren't there in person to see Fernando and how he looked at that crowd beyond the outfield fences at Gallagher Square where there, there were thousands of people there chanting his name and welcoming him back. Like there was a moment, and I'm going to remember this probably for a while, where Don Orsillo, he's there, he introduces Fernando and the crowd goes nuts. They're chanting his name and Tatis stands there and he just lets out a big exhale. Like, what am I watching? Like, holy cow, like th- just a big weight lifted off of his shoulders because he was talking to the media earlier in the day and he was nervous about what the fan reaction was going to be because he knew he let a lot of people down and I'm still disappointed in the decision that he made last year I mean the Padres made it to the NLCS without him what would have happened with him he's one of the best players in baseball and I'm never going to forget that decision that he made it was a dumb one but speaking from a Padre fan perspective like going forward we can't change what he did. So there's no point in booing the guy or not giving him love. Padres fans need to give him that love. And that's what I've been saying on my show. Just give him that love. Give him that support because he's not going to get that on the road. We know that. So, And Don, I think he was great in that moment up on the stage because he was about to go introduce, I believe, uh, Xander. I think he was the next one that he introduced. But he saw Tatis and his emotions, and he was like, nope, I'm going to lay out here. I'm going to let this continue and let Tatis soak this moment in, and then I'll, then we'll get this going. But that was a huge, huge moment, and seeing the lines of, lines of fans just waiting to have a little moment with him, um, I think that made him 
much more ready to get to spring training, get going into the season. See, that's a great, that's a great visual. I mean, that's perfectly executed in terms of exactly like painting that picture. That's an important picture too. And I can see that. I've seen that with players where they, 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 they're walking on eggshells coming to these things, these winter celebrations. And uh, cause you don't get it in spring training. Spring training is, you know, is what it is. And it also, it's like the media, you don't know it from the media's perspective. It's mm-hmm. not until you get in front of the fans um, that you get that. And you bring up Orsillo and Mark Grant. I mean, this is another thing. I feel like those guys, like through all this, it's like the perfect, like sort of like compliment to yep. all of this. Like I've known Don for a long time. And you know, he's still in Boston. I mean, he's so, so popular here. And um, but it just seems like they're like the perfect complement to every like that you get the whole deal going on there. The whole oh, it is. It's a dream. I mean, the radio guys, Tony Gwynn Jr., Jesse Agler, they're great. Uh, but yeah, watching Don and Mud on a nightly basis when the team's on the road uh, or I'm not at a home game, um, it is just a delight. Like, it doesn't matter what the score is. When it's a close game, you're going to have, you know, them on it. When it's not a close game, they're going to make you smile a lot and they're going to make you laugh. It is truly an amazing, amazing pairing that they have there. Uh, and they, they truly do love each other. And I don't know if that's the case with um, some broadcast booths <laughs> no, in baseball. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 not. <laughs> but but, uh, but I, I will say this. the um, and, then, and then the last part of it is that you have, what is it, two hours to Los Angeles? Two hours? Yeah. Yeah, two hours down the road. You have this great rival who is always good, is perceived in baseball as the sort of standard bearer, and this is how you build an organization. Mm-hmm. And and you have all of that, and you have that rivalry. And, and now you and I can't imagine it's gonna be we, you know, we we love the rivalries, but a lot of it, come on, Ben. I mean, a lot of them like forced. You know, we yep. have Fox like, yo, this won't this time it counts, and he's like, eh. Okay. I mean, even, you know, whether it's the Dodgers or the, uh, the Giants and the Red Sox and the Yankees or whatever it is, it's, 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 well, it's a long baseball season. But I don't think it's hyperbole to say that when the Padres, every time the Padres face the Dodgers, it's going to be an event, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. At Petco Park, it's going to be an event. And Dodger fans, oh, my gosh, on social media, they do not want to admit it's a rivalry. They try to clown Padres fans and saying they think this is a real rivalry and the Giants are actually our you know real rival. Uh, they're that's the good thing though from a Padre fan perspective. Like we know that we're getting to them. Like they know that we're for real because they're trying to say that no, we don't really care about you. No, you do care because you wouldn't be responding all the time about this rivalry stuff if you didn't care right so no they do care and they they watched it just like all of us did last postseason when the Padres beat the Dodgers yeah they won game one and the Padres won the next three games and they were on their way home uh didn't get to a game five it was it truly was an amazing night um there at Peco Park being there when that happened and it's just the start of, of Padres Dodgers and 
it's it it sucks that there's going to be less regular season games of this now. Yeah. Now that it is, you know, real rivalry, but those games that are going to be happening this year between the two teams, they're going to be must watch. I know ESPN has picked up games already. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely going to be must watch. You know, what, you know, it also sucks that Correa didn't go to San Francisco. I, yeah. I was looking for that dynamic, you know, and and um, and I also like. You know, and I tweeted this out today, Ben, that you, we had Tori Lovello on the podcast. And I said, hey, give me your speech first day of spring training. And it was, let them buy their teams. <laughs> like, there's that, right? There's the, You're going to get the best shot from these teams saying yep. exactly that. Let the Padres buy your team, buy their team. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be and. Like I said, this was this. I think this week, this weekend, those images. That was that was a. You know what it looked like, and I know it's a little deceiving because of angles. But mm-hmm. when Orsillo's doing the the selfie and stuff, it looks like a World Series parade. That's what it yeah. looks like. There is no room. It's just people. That's <laughs> that's what it looked like. Yeah, it, it was absolutely nuts. And then walking around the concourse, it was hard to to walk. Uh, walking very slowly, obviously, because of how many people were there and just lines, every autograph booth, every photo booth on the field. Uh, there were activities on the field as well. Lines for that, lines for the clubhouse tour. It was it was absolutely packed. There were some people, it was, it's unfortunate some people had to leave after like an hour because they couldn't do it. They just, because of the crowds, but 150,000 tickets claimed. And I know some of these people, maybe they're not the hardest, you know, core fan, diehard fan, but it truly was a special moment that they're there to celebrate what this team has been, you know, been built, like the, the building of this team, all of those stars, and even not the, not the, the biggest stars, but we were all there to celebrate the work that Peter Seidler has done, AJ Preller in the front office has done. Um, and there's a lot of diehard fans that have been through 70 win seasons a lot and having Will Myers be the best player. And it, it kind of sucked. I was thinking about it yesterday too. It sucked not having Will Myers there because of how long he had been with the Padres and he was kind of like, he had become one of us. Uh, so that was great, you know, last year in the postseason run, but, um, him being there would have made it even more special. So it sucks him being in Cincinnati, but I mean, give him a ring if the Padres can get a World <laughs> Series because he he deserves it. How how long he's been? No, here's is what along here's, with the ride with us. No, what they'll do this is mark this down. He'll have a decent half year, right? You'll need that guy that that complimentary guy the trade deadline. Boom, he'll get his ring. And My- Myers will Myers Myers should say. I'm not going to any team but the Padres. If you're not going to trade me, then please release me, and I'm going to the Padres. I I can't see him going to another contender at the trade deadline and trying to go win against the Padres. That wouldn't wouldn't feel right to him. (laughs) Oh, man. I love it. I love it. And you're going to enjoy Xander Bogarts. We haven't even really talked about him. Oh, I I love him. Yeah. The the press conference, the baseball struck, and being there, you know, baseball 24-7. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a great leader, a great personality. Yeah. Yes, he he's I mean you aren't gonna find a more solid guy and and uh yeah, so I mean it's it's a 
it's it's a nice eleven year two hundred eighty million dollar compliment. You know? yeah, yeah. So it's not bad. Smoke them if you got them. So I, I don't go. know. I don't know what it's going to look on the back end, but this this is a guy that I want on this team when we're trying to go all in and, and win, and that's you what ju- they're trying to do. Right. You just but you just hit you you said it earlier. They have a wait list. They have a wait list. So what does that tell you? That this is it, they can have a down year. They can have a it's a bump in the road and there's a sustainability because you have that, that you built in this as yep. long as the owner doesn't like all of a sudden say, Oh, you know what? We got to do $120 million payroll. Sorry, mm-hmm. everybody. Um, all right. Talking friars. I hope that you're uh, I, I hope you pick up the phone when we call you for boots on the ground. Cause it's going to, everyone's going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about it a lot in that man. We're going to be talking oh, yeah. about it a lot. So it's going to be exciting. Anytime. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.